Oh yes, give it to me. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll cut that, or it'll be a really shit cold opener. Because that is libel. We have just yes, done libel. Straight into fucking libel territory. <laughs> what sort of games are we looking forward to in particular? So, 2077, without a doubt. I do just like the the style as well, like the uh, sort of futuristic Blade Runner esque style. I mean, cyberpunk. <laughs> 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 if only there was a name for it. <laughs> Hello, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Video Game Chat Podcast. We are a group of gamers from the UK, and we love to talk about gaming news, and upcoming games, and old games, and even a waste of your time and money games. We hope you enjoy, and if you'd like to give us a follow, and ask us questions, or leave us themes and topics for discussion, please follow and tweet us at VGC underscore podcast. So guys, how are we doing? Pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. How long for death? So how have you all been since uh, last podcast? Oh, well, I've only just finished editing them both, to be honest. <laughs> true, true. Forever working it has so, so, so many farts. Mostly Jordan <laughs> and Gary, for those oh. interests. <laughs> I would feel deeply uh, and personally attacked by that. Yeah. Calling us well, out on the podcast. It's not an attack, it's literally a statement of fact. Well, so we've had a bit of a, we've had a, bit of a break since the... Uh, since the, orig- the original recording session, uh, what games have we played? What uh, what's what's new? What have we all been doing? So since last time, uh, I remember we mentioned about Witcher Three, and I haven't played it. Uh, so I saw it was on sale on at Christmas, and I ended up getting it mainly because of the the series on Netflix. And if you haven't watched it, definitely watch it. It's really really good. Uh, and the game is, I would say, like I. Maybe I've only got, haven't got that far in it yet, but first place may seem a little bit too high for me from, from the list, but it definitely is on the list for me now. I was going to say, I've actually been playing a lot of Star Wars Battlefront 2 with Elliot again lately, which, you know, after a completely terrible launch, that game's actually doing quite well for itself. You know, it's really well supported and things, which... To be honest, I kind of think Battlefield Five could do with the same love and attention post-release that Battlefront Two's had because it's a bit of a slow drip feed at the moment. Still, after well a year, yeah, didn't have a great Smooth launch. Launch, no. yeah. Thanks for the invite, Rob. Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I have that game installed. Oh, I, do I even have you on? Uh, <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, you're not even friends. You do. You do have your origin. We well, maybe you should together. appear online at some point, then, Jordan Wisley. I don't turn on origin unless I need to. <laughs> then don't fucking complain. You don't get invited unless the people need me. I will not be there. <laughs> I'm always on Discord. Come on, Jesus. To be fair, uh, Jordy, I, I think that we have also been quite distracted because uh, you, myself, and Brendan, we've all been playing Minecraft again. And Rob's joined in a little bit, but not as much. Yeah, Jesus Christ. The extent to which a certain one of you has played this game. No, we're not going <laughs> to mention any names here at all. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> I built Sorry. my mansion on the hilltop for the express purpose of allowing me to look down on you. <laughs> As any Irishman would want. Brendan, you didn't need a... F- it's not even a mansion, that's an understatement. It's a <laughs> castle. It's a it's fucking, fucking fortress. <laughs> I make do. <laughs> right, so... We're going to uh, start the podcast off with a little bit of news, a bit of gaming news. So uh, I've done some research and uh, found some stories that we might find interesting just to sort of start us off. So um, after last episode, where I completely tore apart Anthem by Bioware, (laughs) it turns out that Bioware are going to completely redesign Anthem and like give it a sort of new lease of life. Ah. But I reckon it will still be shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so so explain. Um, have, they, have, they, have they detailed exactly what they're going to do to improve the game, or have they just said that they're going to improve nope, it? They've just said they're going to be uh, re-over- uh, overlooking the gameplay mechanics and redesigning 
some of the features. So right, okay. give, so, give I'll give them their dues, but like, I still think it'll be a pile of shit. It's quite <laughs> a com- common theme that uh, quite a lot of AAA titles at the moment do tend to be doing uh, terribly initially, and then getting fixed a year or two after launch. Yeah, and obviously, like it's I mean, this is as if those games could have done with another year of development. Mm. Yeah, and EA. I, I, well, let's face it; it's mostly EA, isn't it? Ubisoft uh, as well, to an extent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, a few of their I would ga- say well, a lot of their games tanked last year. A, a majority of AAA titles fall under the problem where publishers do push very, very hard to get the games out on time because obviously they've allocated budgets and timeframes for that. So it's very difficult for them to push back uh, un- yeah. unless there is an exceptionally valid reason. If the game is broken on launch, they'll just do a day one patch. And if it's still broken from then, they've already made their money. So they can then look to improving it further on. So I guess that's mainly how these games are working. I mean, what, are you guys happy with that? Not at all, because if your solution is, uh, fuck it, we'll fix it like six months later, like it's going to get absolutely bodied within the first week of release, or like No Man's Sky two weeks before it releases when somebody gets, gets their hands on an early copy and they play through it and they're like, well, this game is broken and dead and empty and there's absolutely nothing that was promised in earlier trailers and things, and then it does fucking terribly. And then they do go, oh, well, we've had a really bad year, so we're going to lay off this entire sweet development team that made you a whole bunch of classics that you remember from your childhood, and we haven't had them working on anything similar since. We've completely wasted them, and uh, now they're all jobless. I like to extract Um, this from the games industry specifically in terms of looking at it as a consumer. If I were to buy one of those fucking bizarre, you know, those internet of things, things where it connects to the internet in order to work and say it was one of those bins that, you know, sorts your rubbish and it didn't work for the first year that I had it after purchase, I would demand a refund, a full refund. And I would think that the people that made it are clowns. So the fact that game developers who are putting millions into development haven't put aside enough time to do some basic Q&A and testing to finalize a product before putting it to market is ridiculous. I, I, I disagree with you on that inherently. I don't believe it's solely the developer's fault. I, That's I, not I, what he's saying at all. Real In terms of it's no, still on the publisher, obviously. No, no, but I think Brendan said that the developers... Oh, I'll qualify that with by saying, you know, it may be an institutionally and a structurally caused issue of the publisher pushing the developers and pushing them into crunch time and not giving them enough QA and testing time, but I will continue to see them sort of as one big association, like the people who are making and publishing these games are doing that practice. So it's uh, it's fine. Like I'll take a clarification of saying you know it's mostly the publishers at fault. The reality of games being released broken is the ridiculous reality that needs confronted. Yes, because uh, I, I feel like a lot of uh, video gamers are quick to jump down the throats of developers and not necessarily publishers. Uh, Gary, I, I, Brendan, didn't you spend a lot of last episode doing that for Bohemia? <laughs> yeah, but Bohemia self-published. Um, yeah, I know, but and, you spent a good 10 minutes between you shitting on Bohemia devs. And, and based off Geordie and Brendan's recommendation, I purchased Armour 3. Oh my god. <laughs> I have a lot to say about Armour 3. <laughs> it's and worth it's noting that, um, just for the listeners that are listening in on this, Gary has played absolutely zero of the training facilities on Armour 3. His experience of it has been a handful of multiplayer servers. And yeah. well, multiplayer servers with uh, random online people, and also just uh, condensed with you guys. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't you know. You should I'm doing. play the training, though, mate. I probably should play <laughs> the training. <laughs> it will help. Um, it will take about twenty minutes, like for you to do. We'll we'll move sort of we'll swiftly on to my to my next bit of news that uh, Sony has uh, has purchased Insomniac Games. Oh, for nice. $229 million. So mm. that means Sony now owns the IPs of Spider-Man and Ratchet & Clank, as, they've, as they had last year or 
couple of years ago when they released those IPs. Um, and also, uh, Insomniac Games comes with uh, the IP of Sunset Overdrive, which was originally the uh, Xbox One's like uh, exclusive comes with the console game. So whether yeah. the Sony decide to do something with that or not remains yeah. to be seen. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar. Nice to get the new Spider-Man on PC. I'm not going to lie. Netflix. So Netflix has come out with the the Witcher series, as we've all watched, and I believe we've all enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Netflix have also gained uh, a Resident Evil franchise that they'll be bringing out no. sometime in the future. Mm. So with all the Resident Evil remakes and that coming up, uh, we just had Resident Evil Two. They remade that recently, didn't they? Yeah, they're doing three. Yeah, so they're, yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. they're doing three. They, they leaked three via Steam artwork for the Capcom sale. So Netflix has got Resident Evil adaptation coming out. Do we reckon it's going to be as good as the Witcher series? Is it sort of a video game crossover, or do we? Uh, or, or do you reckon they'll sort of stray far from like the Resident Evil films that uh, obviously well, come out? <laughs> Seeing as the film strayed pretty far away from the source material anyway, mm. them straying away from the films would be them doing the games, which I'm very happy with if they do. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, the games have always been a little bit cheesy, so... It, oh, absolutely. It could... I, I, if they want to go full horror, they'd have to remove some of the cheesiness from it. Uh, or they lean into it and kind of do, like, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead style comedy horror type thing i'm maybe it'll work i have no idea i mean i i love the the films uh or well i love the first film rather the following films were interesting to say the least <laughs> and the games are really good so if they did the games like rob said if they did it like the games then yeah i mean yeah, I think- i'd really love to see a game driven sort of series i'd like to see resident evil 4 done as the sort of core setting and theme to it just so that I can see who they end up casting to do Stranger. <laughs> Show us your weapon. No, what, wait, are you you <laughs> what are you buying? What are you buying? What are you selling? Stranger, Stranger. They should get Christopher Walken to do that. I think he'd be great. <laughs> mm. Stranger, Stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your best impression? <laughs> do you want to try that again? <laughs> uh, fuck it. No, let's just carry on. Um... <laughs> Just ignore that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll, uh, we'll cut that or it'll be a really shit cold opener. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, today, uh, Sonic Movie was released. Who's On the date of recording. happy about it, bad, like, feels bad about it. Like, no, I am amazed that they have already announced the Pornhub parody version of it. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Wonderful. I, go I did not need that information in my life. <laughs> Yeah, neither did I, but I saw it, so so do you. It's called Sonic the Vadshog. Oh. oh. No. Well, you didn't have to say that. Now, now we're all curious. No. Yeah. We're not curious, Gary. But stop it. I'm going to be honest. So, I, I don't really care about Sonic at all. I didn't play many of the Sonic games. I have no strong feelings about this movie. But yeah, yeah I, but don't think you do any, I don't think it could be any worse of a film than the original Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I mean, you're oh, comparing no. two films, which like you're, you're comparing it to a film which also isn't of oh, yeah. really any Why? note. Let's face it that that film was clearly just a product of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, do want to yeah. point out. I feel it is somewhat um, unfair on the writing team of Sonic to just immediately assume because it is a movie about Sonic that Blue Hedgehog who runs fast that it won't have a good plot for all we know it could be Inception with Sonic fulfilling the role <laughs> of Leonardo DiCaprio so <laughs> we, we should really give that writing team a chance but from what I've seen from the trailers it doesn't I don't know no, no idea of the story so I I would probably still go and see it Plus, Jim, I love Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey films were like my childhood growing up. See, that's the part that really puts me off watching it. Jim really? Carrey? You don't yeah, like Jim Carrey? I really don't like Jim Carrey. He's, oh, he's, Gary, leave right now. Yeah. Well, the interview that he did with that one woman who was just doing her job and he completely jumped down her throat for one was... Yeah, but he's, he's a nutcase. Yeah, but it's still unacceptable. But he's, oh, like, you 
you can't really go at him just for that one interview. I haven't probably, seen this interview. He was probably on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just going to straight up say um, Rob that that moment like when Jim Carrey is brought up in this recording cut from that point onwards because that is libel we have just done libel straight into fucking libel territory we can't fucking use this it's going to be a hard smashed cut there I'm going to just we need a new jingle for libel (laughs) (laughs) accidentally done libel Just beep so, over the entire segment, and I'll just do a quick recording where it's just like, we apologize to our listeners as we have just libeled a major celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, and, the, and, the, and the last thing of our, of our news today. Uh, so it was announced earlier, maybe a couple of days ago, Star Citizen made a record-breaking pledge year in 2019. Uh, they managed to raise another forty-eight million for the Star Citizen yeah. game. Oh my god! So that means the total now stands at two hundred and sixty-eight million as of today. That's a uh, that's a lot of money. That, <sighs> that is, is a lot of moolah. And is. the single-player beta is meant to be released later on this year. I personally, like, as Mister Big followed this for years ago, that it's not going to happen. Like. We, we won't be getting our hands on that beta anyway. That's going to be like the internal beta because that's the single player which they pretty much want to keep spoiler-free. Hmm. So I don't think they'd release that fully until it's actually 100% like good to go. Because again, that's still there. Once they get that out, that's going to be what's then going to bring in like the next big wave of investment for Star Citizen. Because at that point, they've proved that they can do it. Yeah, because again, like they weren't just planning for one single player game either. It's going to be a trilogy of its own, and yeah. that's pretty much their proof of concept for the whole thing. So they need yeah. to get that right. So that won't be out until next year at the earliest. If we're basing... and if they run into any of the usual delays that they run into, it won't be out until like fuck knows when. So <laughs> five years. Yep. If, if we're but basing as, this off... as we were discussing earlier, like games being rushed out by publishers and stuff that always end up completely fucking broken. They don't have to do that. They can push it as soon as it's actually ready. They've, they're beholden to the backers. Mm. Like, yeah, and, and that's, that's where self-published actually comes in quite, quite useful. Because um, I believe Larian did exactly the same with Divinity Original Sin 2. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not Kickstarter. sure if it... Yeah, they kickstarted it. I'm not sure if it was that game, but I, I saw an interview uh, from from the CEO discussing how that they had publishers previously and they pushed them to release the game when it wasn't finished. So uh, them actually kickstarting and the same with Star Citizen when that eventually gets launched, which hopefully Touchwood won't be too yeah. far away. It will <sighs> actually be really, really good. I'm... So the main topic of Today's podcast is the upcoming games of 2020. So, what sort of games are we looking forward to in particular, guys? Oof. My big two, uh, Doom Eternal and Cyberpunk 2077, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah Doom, Doom Eternal, that's uh, supposed to be released in March of March this 20th. year. Yeah, and is uh, going to be available on... All platforms, uh, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch. And worth pointing out, the collector's edition of that has the uh, Doot meme as a skin for one of the enemies. So uh, <laughs> go get it. Oh, yes. Fantastic, yes. Have you Definitely. pre-ordered it? I fucking did. <laughs> 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 the first game, the, first, the last Doom was amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. It was. So without a doubt, I'm getting this one. Cool. And uh, Cyberpunk 2077. So... CD Projekt Red, who brought us The Witcher, uh, is also releasing that, hopefully, in September, which is, uh, yeah, do we reckon they're going to they're gonna do it, or are they going to have to push it back again? No, I reckon they'll do it. Unfortunately, as Brendan mentioned in the last episode, crunch time being shit and everything, they are crunching their staff, which is not great. Wait, I'd rather they delay it a bit longer. Has that been announced? Yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, so... So we said this in the last couple of episodes, like 
we'll have to see how CD Projekt Red fare with crunch time. And yep. as you said, they're, they're doing it. Um, I think there's always going to be an element of crunch time regardless, but it depends yeah. on what level of crunch time they're putting their staff through. If it's yeah. unreasonable, then I, I, I think then you need to just add a little bit more time. They, they did do that in fairness. They recently did announce that they were pushing it back to allow time to get it finished. Yeah, but yeah. if that's an extra three months of extra crunch time, do you know yeah, what I mean? Like if exactly. It's, if it's just from now on till then, just crunch time, um, and that three months hasn't actually alleviated anything, it's just, oh, not three months, sorry, uh, half a year. That half a year is actually what they should have done originally. Yeah. Then... You know, maybe maybe they will push it back again. I I hope that by pushing it back, it's actually going to be, as we've discussed before, finished, mm. or at least as close to finished. Do you yeah. think it's going to live up to the hype? It depends. Like, if you're going into it expecting essentially The Witcher Three, like, but sci-fi, you're going to be way off, but off mark there, I think. But if you're going in expecting cyberpunk RPG, fuck yeah, you're going to love it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to smash that as a YouTube series, I think. But I think no. quite a lot of people are going to be doing the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Good luck, Rob. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see it'll, how that does. It'll be a competitive marketplace for mm. a lot of playthroughs, I bet. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure if, if it is as good as it is hyped up to be, then people will be playing this game for months, if not years. So. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to watch too much because I, I am very excited for it, but I don't want to overhype it. I do just like the, the style as well, like the uh, sort of futuristic Blade Runner-esque style. I mean, cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was a name for it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's kind of like steampunk, but kind of modern. But, yeah, like, like um, cyber. Tech, cyber. Tech. Yeah, the tech cyber. Computer punk. <laughs> Are they tech goths? Hmm. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Moving swiftly on from, from a, a, slating a game. me. Um, there is uh, a game that uh, both Rob and I are very, very excited for, and I'm sure... Jordi and Brendan are probably excited for if they're enjoying Divinity as much as I believe they are. Um, Baldur's Gate 3. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Very good. That's one that I'm... like. Baldur's Gate 3 and uh, Cyberpunk are like my top um, kind of... I, I mean, I hate to say AAA, but I guess Larian kind of have merged themselves into the AAA realm now because mm. of, even though they're not yeah, just AAA, the success of Divinity at this point. Allowed exactly. them to have that budget, sort of thing, potentially. Yeah, and, and I mean, and it is a di- massive IP that they've got their hands on. So I- exactly, Divinity, I don't believe was necessarily a AAA title, but it in 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 the actual term of AAA, but because of how well it was, quality. it it was it was like one of the best games ever. So I would say that was easily a AAA title, in my opinion. We're going oh. back, Baldur's Gate Three uh, hasn't been specifically announced that it's going to be released this year. They're, they're literally the perfect company to do Baldur's Gate justice. So very much looking forward to it. Hope they're not rushing it. And Yeah, it's definitely one I'm looking forward to doing, uh, to playing through as well. Brendan, any games you're looking forward to playing in 2020? Uh, well, the primary one is Might and Blade Bannerlord because... I absolutely loved Mountain Blade Warband and like from all the stuff they've done the devs have been very good where they do a regular blog that sort of gets into the nitty gritty of each feature and function within the game to sort of keep people up to date on how they're improving it and it is just they're taking everything from Warband and making it better and polishing it and it looks great. I just hope that they sort out the rampant use of an auto-blocking hack on multiplayer so that the multiplayer can actually be enjoyable yeah after uh, after you uh sort of introduced me to to warband uh I, w- I quite enjoyed that game and yeah looking forward to this one the only other thing is um <clears throat> hightail which is the quote-unquote minecraft successor that is hopefully seeing some stuff getting released this year in terms of 
so shall we say early alpha access but um i think their official date for release is supposed to be next year but hopefully we'll get some content this year to get a taste of what that game's going to be like yeah uh once again yeah hightail i'm pretty sure that i told you about hightail yeah you did i i had yeah. heard nothing about it until you had said are you excited for hightail is <laughs> that <like>, what yeah <laughs> <clears throat> well yeah there's definitely another one that is up there for me I, I've um, not heard of Hightail before, so can you do like a brief rundown of it, in case anyone who's interested? Minecraft, with all the mods, uh, and a better development team. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's on a better engine, it's done by the folks who were Hypixel, I think they're called, the YouTube yeah. series guys, did like survival games and all that business, and they have just built this game from the ground up. And there's a huge sort of community aspect already being built into the core of it around giving tools to modders and all the rest of it and just general users to design models and things for the game. So it just looks like these guys obviously care about what they're making and it looks very exciting. Yeah, that's going to be a good one though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's another one that's uh, definitely on the uh, old uh, wish list. Rob, have you got any games in particular other than uh, Uh, the two you've already said? Any other ones? Shit, what am I saying? Oh, uh, going back to our sort of Dungeons and Dragonsy thing, Kickstarter I backed a while ago, Tailspire, that should be coming out later this year, which is essentially, it's a in-engine rendering of like your party and all the enemies and things, and you just, somebody DMs it and everybody else plays out what they want to do, rolls dice and shit, and it plays out for you. So you've got that visual... And I think that would be really good for, like, streaming or recording for YouTube, like, um, D&D sessions. And, like, a bit more fun to actually play online separately rather than using goddamn Roll20, which is just staring at quite nasty, crappy assets, yeah, on just a flat screen from above, you know? So is it a tool for uh, D&D, or is it a separate entity? It's, it's, well, it's... It's its own unlicensed role-playing game thing. But yeah, you uh, your DM builds all the levels and stuff, adds in all the assets, music, and effects and things that he wants, and all the enemies and stuff. And then you guys and your little heroes that you've made, like, waddle in their little models. And you, like, roll for... Oh, I'm going to move over here. Oh, okay, roll for attack, roll perception, all that shit. You do that like, while you're playing, and it all plays out. Because that sounds very similar to the GM mode in Divinity. Yeah, but actually straight up in a system that's built for playing D&D rather than... Yeah, I think this is quite much about It looks D&D. like tabletop as well. Like It's all oh, God, yeah. tabletop pieces a, yeah, and actually like your very characters have little stands. shifty looking. And, oh, it's very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, as soon as you like, told us about this, I went straight to the... Uh, the Kickstarter page and uh, and and copped that shit because <laughs> it is yeah. definitely something that I've always wanted to do. Uh, oh yeah, but just Same never here. had never had the 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 people Ability. or the yeah or the time uh, to actually like learn how to D and D properly. And but yeah, definitely but, yeah. something I'm looking forward to doing this year. Yeah, I uh, would very much like to play a campaign with you guys. Yeah, same. Um, yes. t- so two things. One is the Kickstarter still open. Yeah. Yep. yeah well, yeah, because it, um, it's open on their own. Pla- there's another platform or something, and you can essentially like a late Kickstarter backer sort of thing. You can okay, just okay, cool. It's cool. Fifteen dollars or fifteen quid. Yeah, it's cheap as shit. Fifteen pounds. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. I'll, I'll back that. Uh, second question. Um, obviously, D and D. Um, I don't know if you guys, I mean, I know, Rob, you've played D&D, but Jordi or Brendan, have you played it before? I have. I'm currently doing a session with a few mates of mine in Belfast. Cool. Okay, so it, the DM, it takes quite a lot of prep work, so you have to build dungeons. Is that yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. It, 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 it's like world design at the very core basis of Tailspire, so the idea is that you can build out an entire map as you envisage it, and I feel like it will be beneficial even as a gateway thing for D&D because I think a lot of the problem is, you know, it's not, it's it's an old school game, like a tabletop game that you're playing with your friends using your imagination. This is a good sort of way to get people into it, I think, where you're saying, mm. no, you're, you're not sitting there, you know, playing make-believe 
come onto this actual game system and you can see this world that I'm talking about. Yeah, with a little model character that you've made, like you've designed yourself. That was like their first um, stretch goal and they smashed that immediately. My, uh, I've, I've played D&D campaigns before and the, the thing that always falls down is that everyone's busy and no one has time to meet up to one location to play a campaign. Yeah, Because you've got to set aside a whole evening to play it, plus all the prep work beforehand. So having the option to play over the internet is that, I, I, I quite like that. So, uh, Jordy, have you got any games that you're looking forward to this year? Yes, there are a few games that I'm looking forward to this year. Uh, one of them being the Marvel's Avenger, Avengers mm. from Square Enix, which <laughs> I'm very looking forward to. <clears throat> Uh, all I know of that game is the like wonky release like video thing that is our first look at it, and everybody looked like they were not quite licensed reproductions of the actors <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, it's still kind of like we don't, that. We, don't, we, don't, we don't have the rights to Robert Downey Jr., so this is Robert Downey. Oh, no, 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 you, it's you gone. Wanna... Sorry, I've had a bad it. week. He fucked it. He did it. He I did stuck it. to landing. <laughs> Boo that man. Boo! <laughs> anyway, yeah. Marvel Avengers. I'm a big Marvel fan, and like the Spider-Man game was fantastic and i hope that they do this game justice uh is it by the same people well, it's not by the same people sorry i mean <laughs> just, like, just, like the, just, just like the, the, the styles the, the superhero genre like i love it and i i really want to play it like i played a little bit of it at uh where was it gary you told me the other day what it was i went to and i've forgotten again egx egx yes egx in london uh, last year and paid queued up for about god half an hour on the sunday just to play like 20 minutes of it and it was just like the intro that you see in the trailer uh but yeah the the main uh <laughs> so you, you queued up just to see the intro <laughs> well, no, no, it's a trailer and you like the 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 the, the, the gameplay that you've already seen on like youtube and stuff like that it's just that bit like oh but that was released after yeah, but it, it okay, was right. it was it was a good like like the, game, the the controls was good and like the way you play is quite good. I enjoyed playing the, the bit when you play as Thor. That was really cool. Um, can't remember can't remember who else I played as. I think you play as Black Widow for a little bit, an Iron Man. Yeah, but no, nah, really good game from what I've played the little bit of, and I just hope they uh, the story. Is uh, yeah, just as good. Talking about other console exclusive games, we can also look forward to The Last of Us 2, mm. which is uh, coming out in May. If I had a PlayStation, oh, I would get it. Or I don't, so I'm I not going to. Same. I do have one, but I won't be getting it. Ooh, oh, just to rub it in my goddamn face, Gary. Oh. Well, <laughs> I just don't have the time again. <laughs> You know, play the Rob, first one. just steal his PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, I think I will, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but Rob, I thought you didn't like the non-Newtonian controllers or whatever it is. You always non-Euclidean. <laughs> <laughs> what? Jesus, they don't a, make sense. They are uncomfortable, <sighs> and they just do not fit in human hands. I swear to God. I just, <laughs> oh, I just had to that. Google non-Euclidean. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what I, I don't know what it means. Right, okay, moving swiftly on. Uh, so, The Last of Us is going to be a PlayStation exclusive. Let's have a Microsoft exclusive. Halo Infinite is due to drop in winter of 2020. So it will be available on the PC. It is, oh, yes. Well, Along they've, with everything else, finally. They've released all the other ones, yeah, yeah. finally. So, yeah, from uh, Xbox and uh, Microsoft exclusives, we'll go to just a, a PC uh, release. Or potentially just a PC release, uh, a VR PC release with Half Life Alex should be coming out in March 2020. Now, boys, which one of us is going to have to buy the VR headset and we're all going to come around and play it? <laughs> oh God, well, I think we all want one at this point, don't we? No. Yeah. 
I want I, I want Half Life Alex. I don't want a five hundred quid VR headset that I'll only use for a couple of games. Yeah. Uh the thing is, if you get a, a VR headset, you'll you'll find games that you'll want to play. Uh, and or you'll I think just we- and you'll just mod shit like um, use Vorpex to use it on say like Arma Three, Brendan. Are you kidding me? Have you played Arma Three? Like I don't think that frame rate could take a VR headset. <laughs> but yeah, we all we are, we are looking forward to it. It is obviously an IP that we're all very invested in. Mm. Uh, and yeah, we just hope it's a decent release and. I hope that VR headsets go down in price quite considerably between now and then. Oh, guys, oh, God, I yes. just realised what they're going to do. What? I bet you at some point within this game, there will be one of those combine soldiers will knock a can off a bin and mm. make you put it into it. Probably, yeah. They're going to do I know what you're at, Gaben! Quick <laughs> <laughs> uh, get up. Gaben. Praise Gaben. <laughs> I, I've been I've been umming and ahhing between a, like two different types of VR headsets, and unfortunately, I missed the initial launch of the Index because I was questioning whether or not thousand pounds is worth it. Uh, I've done a hell of a question, lot. Of I'd question a thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's not like we have money flowing out of our ears. We're you know average average gamers. We, a thousand pounds is quite a lot of money, especially when, you know, if you have to buy yourself a gaming rig, it, it costs a lot of money. Mm. So seeing a, a VR headset at the same cost as, as like a, a low end gaming computer is, is quite, quite considerable. And especially at the moment when the market, there's not many VR games out there where you're like, okay, I'll turn my head to that. I think I'll play that. Um, most of them are kind of gimmicky at the moment, but they are fun. Don't get me wrong, but I can't imagine you'd you'd set up the VR headset every na- night to play like Beat Saber, play it like once or twice a month, maybe max. I can imagine Beat Saber's yeah, like sort of a, a party game, isn't it? Like you mm. play it when your friends are around, you take turns. A bit like Guitar Hero was back in the day. Is it just exactly? Like- is it just like a repeat of remember that old like Samba game and stuff you could get with the PlayStation Eye? Oh yeah, it's oh. definitely it's definitely just like a a better PlayStation Eye. Yeah, the I feel like it's all been building up to that, so you will get a regurgitation of this sort of stuff, like the old uh, the PS Move with the wands with the balls on the end of them. Like oh, no. a lot of that was based around you know I'm swinging a sword, so on and so forth. But um, because this is so taxing on the hardware, everyone is made out of butter. <laughs> I think like there there'll be a lot of repeats of that. Yeah, I mean. I think that Alex is going to be like the turning point for VR. Hmm. If Alex does outstandingly well, and you know Valve have already sold out their index, uh, a lot of other VR headsets that I've had my eyes on have been selling super quick. So obviously everyone is excited about this. If it doesn't live up to expectations of not only VR but also a Half Life title. Uh, I, I, they've got a lot to do. They've got a lot to, to show, and but if they do, if they do bring it out of the bag, then I think VR's in for a very good future. Mm. Indeed, yeah. I've always, I've always thought it needs like one big AAA IP that needs to just take the risk and make a VR AAA title of like their main IP, and it will kick off like nobody's business. Exactly, but nobody's done it. Like, yeah. Because no one's, it's such a huge investment and it could fail. Yep. But it could do incredibly, incredibly well. Yeah. And if it no. does, or, you know, like even with, I mean, Half Life 3, it, Valve's not exactly like the biggest developer in the world. Hell, they're, they're not really much of a developer at all anymore. <laughs> they, anymore like, it's been yeah. that long. Um, but say they did Half Life 3 as a VR exclusive and it was very, very good and everybody sort of went, Okay, I'll at least get an Oculus, you know, just for this sort of thing. And they're blown away. And then they recommend it to everybody. And their mates are all like you, Gary, going, all right, fuck it. I'll, I'll get an Oculus then. And then you play it and you're blown away. And it just does really well. That might spur somebody on, say, like Activision or something to do with VR Call of Duty or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I went, I, I, a bit of a divergence, but I tested some VR games 
in preparation for deciding whether or not I want a VR headset. And there are some interesting mechanics out there. I can't remember the name of one, but there's one where you're flying and it's like a Call of Duty in, in, in air. It's really good. It it's, uh, takes a bit to get used to, but it, you know, Wait, it's an are interesting you like, concept. Are you just like a soldier of a gun, just like flying in the air? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's actually, I, it's kind of a little bit more like Titanfall, <laughs> but flying. You're, you're kind of like, imagine you could just move in any direction and you're kind of like hovering. Like Gundam? Yeah, in a way. Like a first-person Gundam with like, uh, yeah. So, uh, next year there's a lot of sequels that we will be receiving uh, in the games world. So not Half-Life 3. Not Half-Life 3, no. <laughs> but we're just going to go through, quickly rapid-fire through a few uh, of these ones. And if you guys have anything to say, just climb in with... Uh, so we've got Dying Light 2, hardcore oh, zombies. Gotcha. Definitely will be getting that. I tried that. to get Gary to get Dying Light 1 for the co-op, but Dying Light 2 was announced, so we're sort of like, okay, fine, let's wait for that then. Wait for Dying Light 2. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, sounds, that sounds like a good, good idea. Uh, one that I'm very happy with, Overwatch 2 is coming out. They're going to be releasing a brand new engine for the Overwatch game and actually a story mode, which is going to be hopefully fantastic. Because all the little story bits they bring out through like their uh, quarterly sort of updates and the, the holiday seasons are always really good. So I hope they do good story mode for that. Anyone else? No one else play Overwatch apart from me, I don't think. I played it with you. Not a, oh, yeah, yeah played a little. bit of it. Not a huge fan. 14 Fortress better. Yeah. One, one that I know that Rob's quite excited for. Oh, sorry. One that I know that you're quite excited for, Rob, is... Uh, Metroid Prime 4 for the Switch. That's coming out next oh, year. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. again, that, the announcement for that was literally them just revealing the title Metroid Prime 4. And even I was just like, oh, yes, give it to me. Fuck <laughs> it into my veins. So, yeah, that's how excited I am for it. I will buy a Switch for it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, I'm probably going to get that as well. Definitely one of the Switch games that I'll be getting next year. Diablo 4. That's uh, been announced and will be coming out. I think it's a, a to-be-confirmed date of this year, but that's definitely one that will be coming out. Hopefully Blizzard does well, because Diablo 3 was quite good. I don't know how many of you guys have played Diablo 3. No, I never got it. I, it was one that I wanted, but it was always... I, it came out when I was... I think it was when I was in uni, and it was just way too expensive for what it was, I thought. Likewise. Exact same. So I never got it, even though me and all my flatmates really wanted to play it. Yeah, Diablo 3 was, was good, and I hope Diablo 4, by the looks of the uh, the artwork, but you, I know you can't really go off artwork, but it does look very good. Uh, we've got Watch Dogs Legion coming out, the third game in the Watch Dogs franchise. The, uh, the Brexit edition, as I like to call it. A <laughs> uh, bit more dystopian, a bit more futuristic, set in London. Very Saints Row. Very Saints Row, yeah, definitely. I don't definitely think I'll get it, but it's one that would be nice to play, I guess. See how they deal with uh, the disaster, which was Watch Dogs 2. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how the delay of this is going to affect the game as well. Because, mm. as we mentioned earlier, they had a particularly bad fiscal year. Mm. My main concern with Watch Dogs Legion is the fact that they've stuck with that. Um, like, it's a unique concept, the whole flip between different characters thing. But And they've shown that there's sort of a bit of story to them, but how many different, like, character archetypes are you going to end up having? Like, it's going to be quite limited, I would imagine. So I feel like you might lose one guy who's got this one particular story and you might feel a bit bad about it. But then like 10 minutes later, you'll have somebody with the same storyline running or something, you know, same voice, same face. And you'll be like, oh, and it might cheapen it a bit for you. And it, it depends if they do multiple like procedurally generated people or if it's just well, a set number. They, they, they could procedurally generate the faces. Obviously, there's the tech for that around at the moment. But I mean, like, they've still got... They said they've hired so many voice actors for, like, voicing these characters that you're going to have. So there's only going to be a limited amount of voice actors. 
at a point you are going to run into some guy that you lost like an hour ago or something and you'll be like oh what the fuck <laughs> you're dead well I guess it depends they could have like multiple voice actors doing multiple storylines so yeah it breaks the immersion but say they've got like 20 voice actors you're, you're unlikely to lose 20 characters because they'll probably do it in well I've played XCOM Gary I know how it goes <laughs> Yeah, that's true. They've got the uh, the remake Resident Evil Three as well coming out, which will be, I believe, in eight. Still need to play the remakes of uh, Resident Evil One and Two, to be honest. So uh, still yet to play Resident Evil Seven, aren't you, Rob? Oh god, it's it's a scary experience, Gary, (laughs) and it just (laughs) yeah, God, that's why we got it. I have played some of it. I just need to finish it. I need to stick in and just go right. I'm I'm powering through this. Like, invest in some new pants and uh, continue. We definitely need a co-op horror game to play together. Oh God! Rob, oh, going God. off your pants, I think a good sponsor here would be me. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sponsored, Gary. Not yet. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but maybe if we plug them enough, <laughs> they'll help plug us. Why don't we plug something good instead of underwear? Oh, Teslas. <laughs> you, oh, you said something I, good, Jordy. You know what could you know, you know what might be scary? The next the next game, this is a sequel called Beyond Good and Evil 2. I have not played Beyond Good and Evil 1, if there is a game. I did, yeah, I did. I it was early GameCube days. It was it was alright, you know, pretty good story to it. Um just quite clunky. And what they've shown off is a complete departure from what that first one seemed to be. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, cautiously optimistic. I don't know. Like, they, it looks like they're trying to do essentially a Star Citizen looking sort of thing to it with, like, you know, oh, open universe, you know, no load times, planets, are blah, 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 you know, no, all this. But, like how that ties into any of the actual gameplay mechanics, I have no idea. Like whether it's just there, <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. like, okay. I've got to say the why? character design. Uh, was her name Jade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks badass in Good and Evil Two. Like mm-hmm. I like that they've ditched the green. Cool. So, uh, so. Mo- moving on to the next game. Uh, this is one that's been pushed back and or cancelled, and I I don't know where it is, but. I want it so badly. Dead Island 2, where are you? Please come back to us. Oh, speaking of uh, <coughs> heartbreaking cancellations. Yeah. Uh-oh. System shock free. Everybody's been laid off. Oh, yeah. Oh. That. The wording wasn't even laid off or fired. It was just, they are no longer employed. Nobody is employed. <laughs> yeah, well, like, the, oh. it was a former dev from the team that outed that, wasn't it? They had just said something like, yeah. um, just so that you know, we've all been sacked. Oh, damn. <laughs> right. So that so was Other Side Entertainment. I was quite looking forward to that. Is that Other Side Entertainment? Um, Starbreeze owns it. I can't remember what the... The developers were, but Starbreeze, Starbreeze is the publisher. Oh yeah, and it was other side. They was famously developing. don't have money. <laughs> famously, there's this, this Starbreeze or other side that went under. Other, other side of the devs, and they're fine, but their own, you know, the rights to System Shock were owned by Starbreeze, who have pretty much run out of money. Oh. Yeah, like the dynamic here is that other side is still operating as developer, but the team that was specifically working on System Shock were all just told go home. Oh, well, the last few games we've got to get through. Uh, let's quickly jump in. We've got for the Switch exclusive Animal Crossing. I'm not sure if any of us have played any Animal Crossing, but that I is one that is coming. It's out. fun. It's nice. It's just utterly pleasant, and I adore it. Yeah, yeah. Comfy, and cute. also kind of evil at the same time. Tom Nook, the vicious um, hooks of capitalism straight in you as soon as you start the game. Is that what you're saying, Gary? Or... I don't know, I just find the overall niceness of it quite, quite, quite oh, creepy. You're just thinking it's some weird sort of Wicker Man-style place that these animals have fucking got you in. Like, yeah. yes, live a good life, provide for the community, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> then you will help with the harvest. Yeah, either that or it's uh, a socialist dream. 
<laughs> I don't know. Cool. We've got uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine. I've not seen much of this uh, as a as a release, and it's apparently meant to come out, or is meant to come out in the first quarter of 2020, but apparently it's been delayed. I am somewhat perplexed by this game. Yeah, it's, yeah. What's the what's the need? What's the market? What's the point? <laughs> yeah, like the the whole background of the Rainbow Six games has been obviously a very focused like tactical SWAT game, and yep. it's the fact that they have just decided in 2020, bit late into the game, to decide to do their own version of Nazi zombies. Like that's yeah. kind of the vibe I'm getting from this. Now, obviously, well, like, they'll have a gimmick I, to make it slightly different, but it is fundamentally our guys fight monsters. Yeah, I mean, I know he died like seven years ago, but I think they're just like, well, what's he going to fucking do? He's not there to complain. If we were, if we were having any sort of style of like Rainbow Six sort of what sort of game, it would definitely this year, hopefully, ready or not, will be actually released. And that is like the successor to the original SWAT. Swan. Yeah. Mm. And that would be a like a perfect sort of style of game that I reckon we, we could all play. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, get get quite involved in. Uh obviously Call of Duty will be bringing out another form of uh IP this year. And God. Black Ops Black Five. Ops 5. Whatever. Couldn't give a toss. Yeah, like it's it's been done to death now. Like Modern Warfare, I played it for a bit. They've they've been updating it, but the recent update for Call of Duty was like half the size of the full game. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Almost yeah, feel like that's some bad optimization. <clears throat> well, yeah, but they've also released the Battle Pass thing, and it is incredibly pushing you towards microtransactions because. There's a few people, like the Call of Duty subreddit is fucking livid because they're just yeah. like, the amount of XP you need to even gain like a single level. He said, somebody yeah. said like he played for like two hours or something and he went up the first level. Oh um, God. And it was like, there's no way anybody with like a job or any sort of commitments outside of playing Call of Duty is ever going to p- polish off the battle pass and without paying for it. And they are clearly just pushing you to do that, as opposed to something like Rocket League, where it's like a, an optional thing, and you still get some free tat on the side, or the Rockstar Battle Pass thing on Red Dead, where you know you get a whole bunch of free stuff just playing, and then there's the stuff that essentially pays for itself if you get it. You know, yeah. it's just. Can someone please just takes. bloody make a reboot of Time Splitters? That's all the people oh, want. My God, that's all that's, we want. That's yeah. But if we if they did a reboot of Time Splitters, I implore whoever does it just update the engine to be so current, like shooter wise, like make the gunplay feel good. Yeah, because Time Splitters was a bit janky. I I, I would like to see Time Splitters two redone with say I don't know like. Titanfall Fall slash Apex's engine slash Rainbow Six, whatever, something like that, and also Frostbite. maybe make it less uh, sexist. Yeah, and more monkeys. Yeah, yeah, the monkeys are fun and bricks. Cool. So uh, just before we round up, we've got a couple of uh, trailers that we're going to quickly watch and give you guys our first impressions. We've got uh, Outriders from Square Enix. That has uh, just been recently released or announced, even. <laughs> it's quickly going to Google this. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, provide links for these, Jordan. And Atomic, Atomic Heart as well by Mundfish. We awoke from one nightmare into another. Not on our dying earth. But somewhere much worse. That looks confused, but no, just confused. Although you know, the best thing I have to say about that is their choice of music for the trailer. Leonardo, they're amazing. Oh, it's a very good trailer. Uh, annoyingly, it's a fir- it's a free person co op campaign game. <clears throat> so it's like a, a sort of Destiny meets. Sort of Bioshock. Gears of Gears of War. Gears of War sort of thing, yeah. And Dragon so, Age. Yeah, you've got like the, the powers from like Bioshock sort of thing, as well as guns and like destiny style 
sort of co-op. But yeah, I, I thought it was quite a good trailer. Uh, I reckon the game will be decent. Uh, the story does look a bit all over the place. It feels but, very much like the story was designed around the gameplay, where they're just like, what if it was like a shooter, but you had like uh, magic powers <laughs> on the side? And they're like, but why would you have magic powers? And it's like, uh, shut up, it's magic. Yeah. I, I personally didn't like the trailer at all. Yeah. No? Yeah. Like, there's I, nothing in that not that made me think, oh, I want this. I'm looking at that now. It feels like they've crammed multiple different elements from multiple different AAA games, put it all together. Like you, Rob said, confused it. There's nothing new that I saw there. It, I've it seen... feels like game designed by committee. That's yeah, yes, I've... exactly that. Yeah. Couldn't have put this it thing's myself. popular. This thing's popular. Gears of War did well. Let's put those together. That'll make a great game. No, that, that uh, Gears of War was the first like thing that I thought of because the guns look identical to Gears of War guns. Yeah, bet you there's a battle royale the... multiplayer mode. I thought the guns was like a more of a destiny thing. It has that vibe as well, yeah. Um, Aye, there's a whole mix of those sort of art styles and stuff in there, which mm. is kind of where the confusion comes from. Where it's like, are it, you just it, humans on a standard planet, or what's happening here? If you'd have told yeah, me just, this, that was, just speaks to me like, oh, we'll go with the green zone and the rocky zone. Mm. Yeah, if you'd have told me that this was uh, Anthem 2.0, or DLC I, for Destiny, or de- yeah, I I wouldn't have. Blink twice. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So we uh, check out the next trailer for Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart. Yep. I like the name of this one. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that looks better than you should have just shown us that one. <laughs> that cinematic meant nothing. <laughs> just, just to let you know, Gary put that first one in the chat. I was always looking at the one that was forty seconds long. Ah. All right. Apologies. <laughs> you did it again, Gary. But, Just like your father. That, that, that two-minute one Shun. did show like quite a lot of what the in-game engine could do. Mm. And yeah, the whole Bioshock meets Fallout in Russia. It fucking... I was told as soon as I saw it. Yeah, definitely on for that. Unless it's an Epic Games exclusive, at which point they can fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, Metro 2030, whatever, Netro Exodus 2032419 is finally coming out to everything else. I forgot it was even released because it was an epic exclusive. Oh, God. Oh, so full agreement that Osamic Heart is definitely going to be on our 2020 to play, you reckon? Yep. Do you you know if it's co-op? I think it's just single player, but it looks a bit. Yeah, it is like a single player game. I could imagine something like that as a full four-player co-op being like amazing. Imagine you like, just need to do like a Fallout or, or Elder Scrolls that has at least two-player co-op. Make mm. it four-player, like yeah, Fallout is seventy-six. Make it a lot harder and just add co-op. Seventy-six, but with private lobbies. Cool. Right. So that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you all for your amazing feedback. And the likes and retweets and all that jazz uh, on the social channels. If you guys do want to follow us on our social channels, uh, we are at VGC underscore podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we are also on YouTube on VGC uh, video game chat podcast. Uh, and yeah, guys, where, where can we find uh you guys on on the interwebs you can find me on youtube at rob coxy i'm linked on the channel for the podcast so easy to find gary well you're, you're linked on the youtube channel well uh, yes <laughs> oh yeah you did say youtube so that makes sense cut that <laughs> gary no i'm keeping that in you can find me on youtube as well i i'm uh, e n dash e n d a s h again not the spongebob one Goddamn Spongebob. And Brendan, where can we find you? You can't find me, but don't find me. Stay out of my life. (laughs) Okay, guys. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next Tuesday. Oh, he said it. Oh, got him. He didn't say uh, leave a a 
comment or like or whatever. But too fucking to? bad. <laughs> I've oh, stopped no. the recording. You said how good the feedback was. I'm stopping the recording. Well done, guys. Thank you. <laughs>